I'll snipe and I miss videos still so much I would want in my own home. Packed with VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching in a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-host, Kira Jade Offens, and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around and sign up for a membership. This is Wicked Video. Adam Business, Adam's here. Hey, yeah. Adam's here. Yay, I am Brody. Yeah, you um, are playing I'm, the role of Brody. Yeah, playing the role of Brody here with my second most favorite director, my first most favorite, my first most favorite Kira. Hey, Ridley Scott. Adam Shut had up. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Adam had to go. Sorry about that. Uh, bye, Adam. Because you wanted him, you to be your the favorite director. Dude, Ridley Scott exists. Yeah, no, Ridley so. Scott exists. <laughs> well, man, I'll pay that. Ridley's only for my favorite director, and I'll pay that. Yeah. <laughs> It's top three. Uh, <laughs> it's Sorry, my, Ridley. It's in my top three. I haven't seen uh, Napoleon yet. No, I haven't seen Napoleon yet either. I don't, don't have like three I'm and a half actually, hours to <laughs> No, well, I'm going to wait for the four-hour cut. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not even joking. I know you're not joking. I'm not even joking. Ridley has said that, yeah, there's the cut that's in theaters is pretty good, but I really like the four-hour, ten-minute cut, <laughs> and we're going to put that on Apple at some point. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wait for that then. <laughs> I'm not putting myself in a Kingdom of Heaven situation. What do you mean? So Kingdom of Heaven came out in cinemas. It mm. ran for two hours and 25 minutes, yeah. and it felt hacked as shit. It was fucking awful, right? And King then Heaven, yeah. the director's come at, cut came out. It adds like 45, 50 minutes to the movie, so the yeah. movie runs almost not quite, not quite three hours, yeah. and it's brilliant. It's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Right. Yeah. I can't remember so, Kingdom of Heaven at all. Yeah, exactly. You know why? Because you probably only saw the theatrical cut. Yeah. I mean, Orlando Bloom is still Orlando Bloom, but there's uh, only so much you can talk about that. Don't to Orlando. He's just such a pretty man. We should talk about <laughs> I don't have any old business. I'm, I'm Brody, by the way. Yeah. yeah clearly. Good, good job. Yeah. Nice <laughs> old business? I don't have any old business. I don't have my phone, so I don't know if we have any reviews. No, I looked to see him. We didn't have any reviews. So I don't That's unfortunate. But then Adam would have had to tell us one of his bad dreams. Uh, bad dreams? Yeah. I thought it was bad memories. Yeah, but because we're doing Freddy. Oh. He's been doing bad dreams. Bad dreams. See, I haven't listened to any of the Freddy episodes yet. Oh, Which, no. That was going to be one of my questions. So there yeah. goes that. So new business. <laughs> Today, we're in the Weird Kid TV corner. We're talking about Freddy's Nightmares, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, episode one, No More Mr. Nice Guy from 1988. Jail couldn't hold him. This man cannot be allowed to walk free. And killing him was the worst thing they could do. I'll be back! Now, for the first time, see how Freddy Krueger became an unmitting legend. This night never ends. See how it all began and why the nightmares will never stop. You're dead! Big deal! On the next episode of Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmares. Saturday night at 8 on 21 and only KTXA TV. So is this a TV corner or is this a regular episode? It is a hybrid situation. (laughs) It is a TV corner. All right. Yeah. So the question put it in the TV corner social media highlights reel. Yeah, sure. Not in the regular season highlights reel. You do you. That's confusing. Yeah, I don't care gives a shit. I don't care. (laughs) I'm curious what graphic this episode has. Um uh, usually probably Freddie's face. Adam. Yes. What is your familiarity with the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series? I've watched a couple the original i love yep love the original movie and also i, I don't know i got given like a box set when i was kind of, when i was younger of the original movie and then the remake of nightmare on elm oh, street terrible. and totally agree good i'm with you there okay good <laughs> good because this, this podcast was about take a time <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um 
but I have not delved heavily in, but I know so much about it from pop culture and yeah. you guys. You've and not all that seen stuff. the Dream Warriors? Uh, I've heard you sing it many times. Dream Warriors. She just set you up, by the way. Yeah. That was her setting <laughs> you up so that she could do the payoff. You, you, you've, you've been practicing your podcast skills. Yeah. So, yeah, because I was curious because we've been going it's through. the best one you should watch. Because we've been going through each of the movies yeah. and we're up to, uh, we've seen through the first four. The first four? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. curious about whether or not you had been playing along at home. Um, not playing along at home, but I'm well prepared. Do you know anything about the TV show? I know that it's kind of like um, that one with the- um, <laughs> the, one with the, the one with the guy? The, yeah. one with the, what, the one with the puppet. The one with the puppet? Sesame Street? Yeah, it's kind of like Sesame Street. <laughs> no. Oh, this is a Jim Henson production? No, like the one you got, you and Brody did it on TV Corner. What's it called? Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yes. It's like Tales from the Crypt. It's like an anthology thing. Yes. Where all episodes are different and it's scary stories, but it's hosted by Freddy Krueger. Uh, I'm, I'm totally upset that I did not get any of the rest of this series then. <laughs> yeah. You gave me the first piece. Give you the first episode. Come on, so man. I, the VHS that I have has the first episode and the second episode of the TV show on it, but I gave Adam only the first episode. Rude. Yeah. So the history of Freddy's nightmares is that much like the Freddy 1900 number, his greatest hits album, and every other piece of merchandise that Freddy was slapped onto. It's just an excuse for New Line to cash in on Freddy, Ma- on Freddy Mania. Right? Why not? Yeah. It's not a network t- television show. I could tell. So it wasn't produced by a network for them to air. It right. is a syndicated television show, meaning that it was produced independently by New Line and a production company called Stone House Pro- Stone Productions well, out, or something. Outside of the original production company who made... Some of the Freddy movies. Well, Nightmare, uh, New Line are New involved Line. in the yeah. produ- production. And then it was sold to TV stations is all over the- that what syndicated means? Yes, that is what syndicated means. I thought oh. syndicated was We're like- an educational uh, podcast. I thought a show syndicated happened only after the show had aired and then people keep playing it and that's when it goes into syndication. Yes, but things don't need to do that in order to get to syndication. You oh. can also have a show that you just produce independently and then you and sell it. And then you sell stations. it and that's syndicated. I did not know that. Did yes. you know that, Adam? So- not at all. It aired that way in the US and also internationally as well. Did it air over here? It did. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second. So it was on air for two seasons from October of 1988 through to March of 1990 for 44 episodes. 44? Two, oh, sorry. I'm used to the 10 season yeah. uh, run now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so weird watching things with 22, 22, episodes. 22 yeah. to 24 episodes. Yeah. Although so much filler. So much filler just for network television. But then, I mean, then, I guess less so. Then you get Buffy and you're like, uh, there's there's filler, a lot of things there, I love. There's filler episodes. There's, there's filler episodes. Some but there's, of the filler there's, episodes are the best ones, though. Like yeah. if you got if you got great characters and a setting that you love, great. If if it's filler and you're like, I'm only invested in the main story, it's shit. Yeah. So I guess a, a, a syndicated a um anthology show like this being 22 episodes, you can't have filler episodes because they're all different stories. Yeah. Mm. I would say that technically this show is all filler. <laughs> <laughs> so Dream Masters Nightmare Four had come out in August, and then this show premiered in October. Okay. All right. So it's right in that sweet spot between. Were they were they kind of concurrent production? Do you think, or were they? No, not not even a little bit. <laughs> no, no. At all. So it's in that sweet spot right between Nightmare Four and Nightmare Five when Freddy is at his kind of hottest in the pop culture. Was that when was that when he was at his hottest? Yeah, definitely. Late. I might be revisiting some some information from the last few episodes. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so pre- when, previously on Wikipedia, when did they make the show before yep. they sold it? Like when did in they 88. film it? Just in 88, earlier okay. in 88, yep. But not when they were filming Dream Masters? No, it's not the same crew. Okay. No. 
No, no, no. It's there's a separate production entity. Yeah, I'm just wondering how England, you know. Well, he he's on set for like two days for the whole series. You can tell. Well, Actually, I mean, I've only seen longer, for the, first longer for the first episode. But we'll talk about that. So most of the episodes, except for the first one that we watched, are have two stories that are loosely connected to each other. Like somebody who's a minor character in the first episode might be the major character in the second in the second story. That's kind of cool. And all of the shows were hosted by Freddie. So Freddie does an intro at the beginning, usually something in the middle, and then something at, and something at the end, just like the Crypt Keeper. Right. I, I, Tales from the Crypt. I, I was like, this is really disjointed. I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> it did not set that up at all. Yeah. Over the course of the show, though, Freddie does play a role in eight stories. So there's eight stories in which Freddie himself is an actually is actually a character. Obviously, including does he the, host the himself one. then? Yeah, he hosts himself. Does he hosts himself it, in is, this is, episode. Is there, is there, oh, he does. Yeah. Is there? There wasn't much of it, but that, does, but that's does, as much as, a, does become a little meta. No, but that's as bad oh. as much as it is. They do oh. fuck around a lot. Okay. So the thing about this show is notoriously the lunatics were running the asylum. <laughs> Then, yeah. Nobody was paying attention. Once New Line greenlit the show, nobody was paying attention to what the oh, creative so people on the show did. They did not. They did not care. There's right. no network to give them notes. So right, because they, they make the whole thing and then sell it. Yeah. So, it's just so do whatever you want. Anybody finished? See, it's it's weird. Traditionally, I'm like I'm all for independent cinema. Yeah. Because sometimes you get the best shit. Obviously, sometimes it it doesn't work. They also had very, very, very small budgets. They got smaller mm. as the show went along. Well, obviously, yeah, no, like way smaller. They, they, they're as walking, the they're Walking Dead at it. Oh, way worse than <laughs> way that. Worse. Way worse than that. Walking Dead looks like cinematic $12 masterpiece. Twelve dollars an episode. <laughs> yeah. So and they would and basically get, everyone gets lunch. That's all you get. Basically, anybody who wanted to write and direct an episode, they would let Ryan direct an episode. <laughs> The so intern, all their mates, <laughs> all their mates, all their friends, people that had never done any, anything before. It's, it's one of those one of those job roles where everyone gets a turn at each job. <laughs> yeah, quality control was not at the highest. As the show went on, it got way sleazier and nastier. They would what, shoot in a good way or a bad way. In a in a pretty tawdry, awful way. Like it's not. I'm what, not it's against tawdry. It's almost not. I'm watch- Brody. It's not watchable. <laughs> oh, okay. Like it's pretty unwatchable. Mm. They would also shoot heaps of extra nudity and heaps of extra gore, knowing that it would never end up in the episodes because what, just just what for the uh, just for the for their uh, own amusement. Okay, I was I was going to say Kira, cover your ears just for fun. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> just, just for fun, just like heaps of extra, go- extra gore, and they would send the episodes out like that. And then what would happen is the local stations would then cut the episodes down. They right. cut the episodes out. So depending on where you lived, you get a very different experience of this TV show. Is where the censoring comes in. Mm. Like in America, is that state by state, area by area, or is that a national pro- process? It could be. It could be or station by station. It could be. It's probably state by state, mm. but then there is probably like county. Mm. stuff yeah and then yeah and then the network I guess whether you have a, have a really conservative board in one area and, and then the like networks that. probably have their own standards yeah standards and practices right because it was a nightmare on Elm Street it did draw an audience to begin with yeah and therefore drew massive complaints from conservative <laughs> groups in Never Sleep Again uh, which is where most of my sourcing for, for this week comes from Robert Englund uh, it's a documentary about mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street yep. uh, for Adam, who just walked in. <laughs> he talks about how the show was always planned to be on late night television, but because it went out to networks and because it had Freddy in it, some places just decided to air it at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the best time to watch trash TV. You should certainly watch it first before you put it at that time slot. <laughs> yeah. So it drew, a lot of, it drew a lot of criticism for its, for its content. The show wasn't, really much of a success, which is why it only lasted two seasons. And it joins the uh, the Pantheon of TV adaptations of, of horror movies that 
are basically just ca- uh, cash-ins. Uh, Friday 13th, the TV show. What? Which was basically, it was about an antique store. There's a new series coming to television. If you don't watch it, you could be making a grave error. A very grave error. Friday the 13th, the series. basically a supernatural X-Files with no, with no Jason Voorhees whatsoever. What the fuck is the... They just used the Did name. Did people get mad? Use the name, all right. Yeah, people got mad. Uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember trying to watch that show and being like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Poltergeist Legacy, Scream, the TV series. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. What the show did do is give jobs to a lot of horror directors that had either already made cool stuff or were going to go on to make other cool stuff. Tom McLaughlin, he was just coming off Friday... The 13th Part 6, the best Friday 13th movie. He'd been asked to direct Dream Masters. We talked about that last episode. Mick Garris, who is a co-writer of Hocus Pocus and directed Critters 2 and The Stand miniseries from Ooh, the 90s. the Stand miniseries, yes. That um, one we I, have started watching many times and never mm, finished. Yeah, we've watched the first episode a couple of times. I've never mm. made it past the first episode. I, I gifted, for some reason, twice my dad the box set of that yeah. because <laughs> I think he lost it the first time. I don't know, during a move. I, I love loves that, it. love that adaptation. Mm. Ken Wiederhorn, who directed Return of the Living Dead Part 2, Tom DeSimone, Hell Knight, Lisa Gottlieb, uh, she directed just one of the guys. You remember we saw the trailer for that? It's the Corey Hay movie where the girl pretends to be a guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. John Laffier, who co-wrote Child's Play, the original Child's Play, and then directed Child's Play really? 2, which is the best Child's Play movie. Dwight H. Little, who directed Rapid Fire. Ah. Oh. Halloween 4 and Free Willy. Oh, wow. Talk about a filmography. <gasps> That's an that, odd that, collection that, of movies, but cool. Yeah. He's got range. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Englund directed a couple episodes. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and William Malone, who directed the remake of House on Haunted Hill, which I'll talk about again in a second. Which, the, re- the remake? Yeah. With Jeffrey Rush from the early 2000s. The terminology of Haunting of a House and House, yes, on, Haunted house on Haunted Hill is a different thing. I go totally in the wrong direction. House on Haunted Hill time. is a 1950s movie made, yeah. by, made by William Castle. I've talked mm-hmm. about William Castle before on the podcast. It yep. was remade in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it was Jeffrey Rush, was it? Jeffrey Rush is in oh, it. I love yeah. it Jeffrey Rush. And I'm going to talk a bit again about it a little bit in a second because the day-to-day producer on Freddy's Nightmares was Gil Adler, or Gilbert Adler, as he's sometimes credited. After this, he would team up with Walter Hill, Robert Zemeckis, Richard Donner, and Joel Silver, to be the main producer of Tales from the Crypt. Ah. Do you think this was kind of a almost a test case? Yeah, I think it well, is. They saw the format and went, we could we could change this and do it better. I think they both they all got to the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think one is kind of a good one a, a nice the convergence. Other. Yeah, sort of. The yeah. idea of doing anthology horror is a good idea because mm-hmm. and also doing ho- uh, uh, anthology horror, horror with your mates is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, or your horror movie directing friends. To be honest, horror movies are just people wanting to make cool movies together. Yeah, that group. That, of, that's ninety percent of people doing it. So that group of producers would go on to form Dark Castle Pictures, which remade William Castle movies, which is where the House on Haunted Hill Mm. remake comes from, but they also remade 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship and right. there's a, and there's can a couple of Can you give me Castle movie, William Castle movies? Like, so William Castle is, I've talked a little bit about him before. Mm-hmm. He is the, he was a promoter first of mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. and he would pull all kinds of pranks in the movie theater mm-hmm. in that he made the movie The Tingler yeah. where they wired a bunch of the seats up <laughs> with electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a scene in the movie where Vincent Price mm-hmm. is like, the Tingler's loose in the theater and then the 13 year old yeah, kid yeah, in yeah, charge of the electric switches at the back of the room would start zapping. 
Yeah. Um, he would like producing movies for the sphere. Yes, he would. That looks like a good time. <laughs> they would have ambulances out front. Mm-hmm. He would yeah. get people to buy yeah. fright insurance. Yeah. <laughs> he made so a movie. He made a movie with emergio, emergio, vision, emergio vision, where a skeleton came out of the screen. <laughs> it's just a ske- like skeleton on a wire that yeah. floated above the above the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's William Castle. So yeah. in the on the he's, after, he's into the theatrics of yeah, the theater. Really. And after those guys got together and did Tales from the Crypt, which was the comic book they loved growing up. Yeah. They got to they got together and made remakes of the fifties movies, horror movies that they liked. When they were, ki- when they were kids, right? Yeah. So that, and that's Gil Adler. Gil uh, Adler directed a bunch of really good uh, episodes. I have a question. Did Robert Englund ever direct anything else other than a couple of yeah, episodes of this? Yeah, we talked about the last episode. He has directed movies. 967 Evil is a movie that he directed, um, which I've never seen, and other bits and pieces, yeah. But oh, yeah, he directed some stuff. My history with the show is that this is something that I discovered on late night television in Australia. As far as I know, it only aired after midnight here. When I say late night, I mean late night. I mean like two, early morning. two three o'clock in the morning. Well, that's more appropriate. <laughs> Do you classify that as late night or early morning? Like, yeah, it's still it late, night. late night. <laughs> if so you haven't gone to sleep, it's late night. That's right. <laughs> if you've just gotten up, it's early morning. Mm-hmm. I saw episodes here and there. It was really hard to, to track down. I don't think it was ever on at the same time. I remember setting my VCR to record to try to catch episodes and then getting like the last 10 minutes of something <laughs> because it got preempted by maybe the sport that was on at like I, nine o'clock that night. I, I, right? oh, I, yeah. totally ran late. I totally forgot about how that used to work. Yeah. So I, I caught episodes here and there. I don't remember really any of them. Um, I d- certainly didn't remember this episode. I have seen this episode before, but I didn't remember it. I don't remember it from back then. The show and the show's still pretty elusive. Like only a few episodes were ever released on VHS. Uh, the way that I have them. I think there's like four or five volumes that have the double episodes that are from the UK, which is the version that I have. In the US, they, I think they release like four four volumes. Even on Blu-ray, they release three episodes on a single disc and then never released anymore (laughs) because it didn't sell. Yeah, It's weird that they wouldn't just put them all on there. <laughs> I know, well, they had a plan for like volume two, volume three, volume four. So it was going to be yeah. a bunch of like three episode discs right. set so that in the end you had a bunch of discs that was the whole set. Right. And they only did one. <laughs> right. Is it weird that it's just- Is it at least the first one? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the first couple. It has re-aired occasionally over the years. Usually it gets marathoned on like horror-focused cable. Yeah. So like a chiller, um, Screenbox ran it more recently. But as of 2022, all of it is on Tubi. Of course. In the US, but not in Australia. Uh, and get a VPN, been, people. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also been remastered in HD. Oh. So that's surprising oh. for a show that's not great quality and like wasn't a success kind of thing for them to have bothered. There's still interest in it. And mm. it's, I think it's part of the, um, weirdly, I think it's part of the Fox library now. Right. Which is very strange. Yeah. The episode that we watched. No More Mr. Nice Guy is the first episode of the series. And yes, it is a little different because it is the origins, quote unquote, of Freddy Krueger. Written by Michael DeLuca, Rhett Topman and David Ehrman. I couldn't find much out information out on Topman and Ehrman. I think they're mostly just TV writers that, that Journeyman wrote on lots of different things, but nothing really interesting. And I talked about Michael DeLuca last episode. He was the guy that started as a story editor at New Line that then worked his way up to be a producer oh, by, right. by Nightmare 4. Later, he would end up as the kind of the executive and head in charge of physical production during the late 90s, during Seven Blade 
Lord of the Rings. Wait, and New Line did – Jesus. Oh, I forgot they did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He now is one of the people that are in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery. See, the industry Which, should still Warner, be is, like Is that, that their streaming service? No, Warner Brothers Discovery is what Warner Brothers is called now. Oh, because they bought Disco- – yeah, right. They didn't buy Discovery. Discovery bought them. What? Yeah. How, how did Discovery have that money? Well, all that all that uh, reality, sh- money. reality show TV money. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. You know, from like shows like 19 and Counting. Yep. It hurts me that you know that. Well, we just, Kira and I just watched a documentary about the Duggar family called Shiny Happy People. Right. It's very interesting. very upsetting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, those people are in charge of Warner Brothers now. Mm. The episode was directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah, You're looking at us stairs. like we know who that is. We definitely supposed to. Know who He's that just is. a horror icon. He's okay. just one of the greatest horror directors of all time. I don't know. He his first movie, first movie that was a hit was this tiny little independent thing called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Wait, the seventies? Yes, Texas Chainsaw. Right. Yes. Right. He directed Poltergeist. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. I actually haven't seen. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know I should. But okay. Poltergeist that's is fine. one of my favorite horror movies. Poltergeist is incredible. Yeah. I watched Poltergeist two and three last night back to back. Are they any good? They're good fun. They're not the first movie. Yeah. Don't go in. It's like it's a fly two situation. Yeah, yeah. Don't go in expecting like a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah. Don't go in expecting a Toby Hooper movie. Mm-hmm. Go in with just like they're going to play around with the, that thing that you already liked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I love I love Poltergeist, especially the scenes where they're like, no, it's before it's really fucking with yeah, them. The chairs. It's, the chairs, the chairs and all that sort of stuff. I'm just like, these are great. Yeah. The Salem's Lot miniseries, the yeah. adaptation of Salem's Lot from the late 70s, which is fantastic. Quatermass inspired space vampire movie, Life Force. <laughs> I love could, your descriptions could, could, of things. Could you uh, repeat that one? I'll write it space down. Space vampire movie, Life Force. Okay. Uh, note to self, got to watch that. It's on the Bernie, list. <laughs> all right. It's on the list. The great thing about Life Force is if the if you're watching that movie and you're like, I'm not really into this, don't worry. If you wait 20 minutes, it'll be a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that, does that happen multiple times throughout oh, yeah, the movie? throughout <laughs> the whole movie. It's like those Simpsons episodes that start one place and then end up with them in like Japan, right? Yeah. On a robot fighting show. <laughs> yes. Like Homer, Homer gets into an argument with a bee and then yeah. 20 minutes later, they're in Japan fighting a robot. Yeah. Like it's like that. It's just insane. It just switches. I love it. I love it so much. Mm. It is on the list. Fantastic. Invaders from Mars, remake of a 1950s movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 mm. with Dennis Hopper, which is the, it's the funny Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> um, he made a movie called Night Terrors with Robert Englund. So he, re- he directed Robert Englund again. The Mangler, Undangerous Tonight. Remember we saw the trailer for that? that it's the right. Aztec fabric that possesses a That's woman. That's right. And it's yes. got Imagine, Imagine Amick from uh, Twin Peaks drink. Bo- Body Bags, a movie he co-directed with John Carpenter. It's Body like a, it's, a, it's an anthology movie right. and they directed different parts of it, uh, which is, and it's fantastic. That's cool. Um, Tales from the Crypt episode and also an episode of Masters of Horror. I don't know if I've ever brought up Masters of Horror before. Uh, Masters so. of Horror is a horror anthology show of course. where most of the people that I just talked about earlier directed episodes of, yeah. Masters of Masters of Horror, including, you know, John Carpenter's and also newer directors as well. It lasted for a couple of seasons and I think was mo- most of it was streaming. better quality than these yeah, other ones? the quality was okay. The quality's okay. Um, it is also very, it's a very gory, nasty show. But mm. yeah, starring uh, Robert Englund as... Mm. Freddy Krueger, not in the makeup for ninety percent of it, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, even though he wasn't in the makeup, they're just like, we're not going to show this guy. I actually kind of love it. <laughs> I kind of love that you don't really see, get a good look at him. Yeah, 
Because it, it keeps the mystery. I mean, we have What's seen... What's mystery? It's like, they're like, no, this could be Freddy Krueger, but it's not, but it is. No, not no, that. there's no like, mystery. It's the mystery it's about what he looked looked like when he was a, when he was a person. But, but I just imagine makes he looked like the same... Makes him still creepy. Yeah, it makes yeah. Him not just a man in a, in a jumper. I suppose. Do you think it was actually just, you know, because they, they only had him a couple of days? No, I think it's because Toby Hooper wanted to make something moody and cool. Oh, right. Because the lighting in this episode is, is beautiful. We watched it on a really bad... Like, we watched it on VHS. VHS. Yeah, the lighting is still beautiful on the v, on the VHS. Yeah, Can you imagine what the original thirty five mm film looks like if it looks, looks that good it'd on look, the VHS. It'd look better, That's yeah. true. I would like to see yeah. it next. So let's talk our way through through the episode. So the, the I love the opening. The opening is fantastic. The show opens with a with a news report. No credits. Just opens with a, <laughs> yeah, with I'm a, with a news report. This totally threw me. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm surprised that it didn't. <laughs> I thought it was the wrong thing. Like. I'm assuming every other episode starts with Freddie going, hey, welcome to the show, essentially, except for in a more Freddie type way, yeah. right? It, I was surprised that it didn't do that, th- that we were just like... Cold opening. Cold open. Cold open. Into but, a but, news but, report. <laughs> yeah, but that's fun if you're watching it. If yeah. You're waiting for the TV show to start. Yeah. And then you see a news report and then the news report transitions into what it transitions into. But it's not, yeah. even, a, it's not even a transition. No, this news report gets teleported yeah, for some so reason. Me, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the show opens with a news report about a double murder. Good evening. Police continue to hunt for the murderers of an elderly couple found slain in their home one month ago. Police believe there is no connection to that case and the bizarre triple slaying of three people found near that same location. In local news, two were killed and four wounded when local bank robbers began threatening hostages near... And then the newscaster starts to flicker like he's made out of TV static and then he disappears. The signal goes to a red and green transmission pattern. Freddy slashes through the a please stand by <laughs> graphic. <laughs> and then we get him talking saying, No, no, no! <laughs> Don't be afraid! This time, it isn't one of your nightmares. This one... He fucking Scooby Doo blades <laughs> his trans to transition to out the front of Springwood Courthouse with the newscaster statics back in. Someone hands them a microphone and a script, <laughs> and then he begins to report, continuing the news about the pre-trial the hearing of the Springwood slasher Freddy Krueger. Uh. We're coming to you live from outside the Springwood Municipal Courthouse. This is the scene of the pretrial hearing of accused mass murderer Fred Krueger. The hopes and the fears of this terrorized community ride on the evidence being presented by Prosecutor Michael Deeks. It is fantastic. I it I thought I was watching the wrong show. Yeah, I thought it might have been like the... Um trailers or something like some other thing that was on the start of the VHS or something <laughs> yeah. like yeah right I thought I had been in the room or something when this had been on before so I was like this doesn't I don't remember this we actually yeah. sat down to watch this on YouTube and it is in pixel vision and unwatchable so we turned it off after five minutes right. so you've actually seen the fi- first five minutes of this before and yet I just did not remember it mm. there you go I do like how the news reporters like it, when he's just <laughs> being a news reporter before the Freddy comes in that his news reports get increasingly more ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a double murder and then it's seemingly unrelated to this triple murder from, yeah. from a week ago. 
Yeah. Inside the courtroom, Freddie's being held in what looks like a, a Houdini escape tank from the 1930s <laughs> as the prosecutor goes through the slides of his victims. And we don't see what the, what the slides are, but the audience the uh, uh, in the courtroom uh, responds with groans. The prosecutor thanks Lieutenant Blocker, Lieutenant Tim Blocker, who is the cop that caught Freddie while he was um, protecting his own children, twin his twin daughters, Lisa and Merritt. Merritt hasn't been the same since the attack. She doesn't really seem to talk. I do have a question about Freddie and his murders. Yes. I always assumed that he murdered little kids. Children. Children, like the ones that sing the song and do the skipping at the yeah. beginning of every movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the two that he's just not successfully attacked look like were teenagers. Well, they look like they're girls in their mid-20s who happen to live at home. Yeah. 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 I think they're supposed to be like 13 or something. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they look 25. They definitely yeah. don't. They definitely, like, one, of the, one of those girls has already been on Baywatch. Yeah, I think that's, they... That's not a joke. <laughs> like, she had literally already been on Baywatch at this point. They seem it's like they're the, so they're the age of the teenagers. I thought that he killed them when they were little kids and those little kids are now teenagers in the first movie and now could, he's attacking a, the same generation. Yeah. yeah, could have been a long trial. Listen, <laughs> it's been a very long trial. Well, he's been uh, killing for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> there were children when he started. <laughs> no, the, this is the loosest has the loosest idea of continuity. Okay, where is Lieutenant Thompson? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Where is Nancy's mother? Where is being where is mob. Kristen's mother? They're all meant to be in the They're mob. They're all meant to be in the mob. In fact, in the first movie, Nancy's mother tells us that she was the one that poured the petrol around. Yeah. And lit him on fire. But so she wasn't, it was Eh, continuity. I was trying to figure out whether yeah. one of the cops were meant to be Nancy's dad, but it didn't seem no. as though they were. No, no, no. It's just uh, there's there's Nancy's dad, Deeks, and the dentist whose name we never find out. But we know he's a dentist. That's the important thing. We don't, we don't find the name of the dentist? You don't know the name. What's the name of the dentist? Shut up. Don't ask me those sorts of questions. But we'll get to that in a second. So, What is this, a trial? Yes. Uh, Freddie's defender moves for a dismissal. He's found evidence that Kruger wasn't read his rights. This, is, this the, is always like the... the, the ju- and then the judge lets him go. <laughs> This is always the like the excuse that oh procedure wasn't done let let this, this is the what the fuck is it called the tool the mechanic that people use in court things plot so, device the plot device that is so, feels so lazy oh yeah totally I mean this whole this I listen oh, okay, yeah. I'm not here to defend this show this show is very lazy <laughs> yeah true I, it, it's I a think ca- that can I, I kind of happen though I do believe I used the word cash in yeah it sticks in my craw. Sure. That can kind of happen though, can't it? That, that, that people have to be let go because they weren't yeah. read their rights. Read their rights or the search warrant wasn't signed in the correct place or was yeah. for something that then didn't turn out to be the thing. Um, we get a cut to kind of like a surreal Freddy Vision daydream <laughs> where the room is full of smoke and all the adults are dead, leaving only uh, Lisa and Merritt cowering and alone with Freddy. I didn't mind a Freddy Vision on this. Yeah, it's okay. There's a kind of like a polarized effect that hasn't uh, aged well. No. <laughs> but yeah, I think the script is garbage. I think it's really television. It's very television. Mm-hmm. Hooper does a good job with the way that it's lit mm. and the way that Freddy is presented in the but episode. There's a bit of craft yeah, Freddy's in still good. Yeah. Mm. Lieutenant Blocker tells his wife about how he almost shot Kruger. Looking at those slides, brings it all back. Two years of hunting. Chasing shadows. And for what? Look at them. Look at what he did to Merritt. She doesn't eat. She doesn't sleep. Nothing resembling a normal life. He took it. And I couldn't stop him. Daddy? What, baby? Will Freddie be back? You know, 
I almost shot him, Sarah. So help me, when I saw him near the girls, I almost pulled the trigger. So what stopped you? Outside, <laughs> outside the, uh, the Springwood parents are all pretty distraught. They quickly decide that they're probably going to take matters into their own hands. It's a very Let's quick transition into that. Yeah. yeah. We've also only got 45 minutes. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Uh, with ads. We're going to move quick. Yeah. Fred goes back to his boiler room. He's got an ice cream truck. We never yeah. see the ice cream truck in the series at all. It's a nice touch. It is R- a nice touch. Yeah. I wanted him to drive it and for it to have the one, two, Freddy's coming for you tune. To ah. the tune of Greensleeves? Yeah. In the boiler room, we go into his head again as he talks to his things. Patience. Tonight we'll have a little party. It's a black because we're going to our first ad break. <laughs> Into the deepest jungles went Pressman toy makers looking for something new. The secret they brought back for you is incredible. The Pressman Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. Plastic flesh, mixing cauldron and petrifying potion. Just pour it into the mold and in minutes you can add monster hair. Paint it with a coloring kit included or make up your own decorations. In 24 hours, the heads shrink, shrink down. Now, shrunken heads for all occasions. Collect them, swap them, give them to your witch doctor friends. You can always cook up more with Pressman's Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. Some of the Freddy Vision in this section was hard to watch because I couldn't see, see tell. what the fuck was happening. Yeah, I well, didn't, couldn't tell what, what it was. We were clearly meant to be looking at things, but I couldn't tell what those things were. He's looking at a, <laughs> he's looking at a bear. He's looking at a doll. It's kind of a torture room or something. Okay. It's basically like a, a trophy the, room. Yeah. I could tell the glove. I couldn't... I. I, of all people, would have noticed a bear and I did not see a bear. Yeah. Blocker is trying to... Lieutenant Blocker is trying... Blocker is just a fucking terrible name. Uh. Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Blocker is trying to drink his troubles away while sitting in his uh, lounge room in full uni- uniform. <laughs> did he just get home or does he know he needs to go out again? His wife wants him Always to... prepared. His wife wants him to do something about the fact that Freddie got loose. <laughs> we found out that they had just moved here from New York. Remember why we came here? Remember New York? Remember... Uh, 18 locks on the door, armed guards in the schools, pushers, junkies, bums, everything imaginable on the streets except decent people. Sarah, don't. Oh, but here we are in the land of white picket fences and, and PTA meetings. Mostly what we wanted was a decent life for us and the girls. You think I didn't want that? But are you like them? You think this is my fault? 
saying is that maniac is still loose on the streets. He goes to leave to go back to the station, to go back to the station, and one of his daughters, Lisa, warns him that. Daddy, you can't kill Freddy. You'll only make it worse. Meanwhile, the rest of the parents are already armed and arrive in convoy at the power plant. Because they're a they, mob now. They are an angry mob. They move quickly, don't they? They're a very well-organised mob. At the police station, Jean, another cop that we will get to know, is surprised that Blocker isn't out there with them. But Blocker is like, I'm a good cop. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the law ends and the law begins. The writing of this is it's so, terrible. It's soap opera. It's like someone went, we want the bold and the beautiful, but with Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's all text. There's no subtext. Yeah, yeah. They just say what is happening and how they fa- and how they're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Blocker feeds a cop Lou, who is there guarding their house, <laughs> to keep their kids. She just gives him like a plate of chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then inside, one of the twins tells her the guard won't do any good. They seem to. She seems to be a little psychic, which is interesting. Uh, she's the one that actually talks. Isn't she's it? yeah, Lisa, the yeah. one that talks. I don't understand why this episode is not from their perspective. It's such a weird choice to, to make be it- from the perspective of the of cop. Of the cop, yeah. right? I suppose that it makes it then different from the first movie because mm. otherwise it's a similar situation yeah. to the first movie. Every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie is about Freddy getting revenge on the children, not the adults. Yeah. yeah. Well, getting on the revenge on the adults through the children, although the adults in Nightmare on Elm Street really very, very rarely give a fuck about their children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they deserve what happened. The parents find, yeah, Freddy's boiler room and it's filled with trophies of their dead children. Good God, he lived here? No, he's not here now. This was Mary. My Mary. You're not here. That means town. And then they drive directly to the blocker house. Also, from a just, you know, police procedure perspective, they arrested Freddie. They had him in jail for at least a period of time while they prepared for trial and you know, got in witnesses and did all of the things that happened before you actually get in front of a judge, right? Mm-hmm. No and in evidence. none of this time did the cops search the uh, boiler room and take the evidence. Well, they, maybe they don't know storage. about it. No, but, but how did all the, how did the, the mob know about, it? know about it? Doesn't make any fucking sense. They should have taken all of the things. Guys, I don't think this is Timmy's very, soccer ball. I don't think this is very well made. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you pick that up, Kate? Well, no wonder they had to let him go because they didn't follow police procedure because oh, yeah. they don't do any of the procedures. Mm. Freddie kills the guard outside the blocker house and then just proceeds to, you know, make shadow puppets on the walls on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is the only time that we've seen. Robert England, well, and Fred Krueger actually stalking as a real person, so yeah. that makes it interesting. Yeah, that is that is a weird. Like, I, I wonder whether they tried to figure out how that dynamic would be. Would it be different? Yeah, but it's kind of not. He just mm. basically roams around the outside of the house making shadow puppets. So <laughs> just going woogie woogie woogie. Gene radios into Blocker that he just saw the town citizen committee making their way down Elm Street with a backseat full of firearms, <laughs> and then <laughs> Blocker tries to radio Lou but gets no answer. Kruger stalking around is stalking around looking for a way in and we get some more Freddy vision. Mrs. Blocker hears a noise and goes looking for Lou. And then when she comes back inside, Lisa tells her that she can feel that Freddy is out there. He's out there now. Relax, Lisa. Your father's going to be home soon. Everything's going to be fine. Freddy's here. I feel him. Listen. 
Merritt, the one that doesn't talk, who's clearly has some type of PTSD or trauma, is um, getting more upset. Their mother tells them that that's enough about Freddy. And then outside, Freddy's fucking with their, with their power and he makes a light inside short circuit and we fade to black for another ad break. You know, this was me five years ago and it's still me. As I confess, I'm a waistline watcher from way back. Well, that's enough for today. Now for a lively lift. Ice cold Coca-Cola. There's no waistline worry with Coke, you know. Actually, this individual size bottle has no more calories than half a grapefruit. Mmm, another thing, the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Coke's a natural, wholesome blending of pure food flavors. I guess that's why everyone likes the refreshing new feeling you get, only from not-too-sweet Coca-Cola. And no wonder, lively, lifty Coca-Cola provides a welcome bit of quick energy between meals. Thanks for a pleasant pause in a busy day. Oh, and remember, Coke is low in calories, too. Say now, don't you get any thinner? So a light short circuits and then like a vase or something on, on the table explodes? Was there a vase on the table that exploded? Maybe that's not a vase, like, because it's uh, VHS. Maybe it was a, a lamp? light. Oh. A lamp? Could have been a lamp? I could not tell what it was. It was just like in the foreground and just explodes and goes was, to black. I think it was meant to be a lamp. Right. <laughs> that did <Yeah>. not translate. <laughs> Back from the ad break, Freddy's still looking around. The mob shows up and his ice cream truck is just parked across the street from the blocker house, which is not yeah. a good serial killer, you know. And uh, they just ignore it. <laughs> well, they, they're they like, there it is. He must be around here somewhere. And then he just sneaks past them and leaves. <laughs> yeah. They don't hear his truck stun up. He, he wasn't playing the music. They're not a very good mob. No. Blocker shows up and tells them that they need to, need to go now. Uh, he's going to get Kruger clean and by the book. They all leave and then Blocker tells his wife that he's going to go look for Freddy and Sarah, you know where the gun is. <laughs> the mob has teleported back to the boiler room. I mean. They're just backwards and forwards. There's only two places he could be. He's either on Elm Street or he's in the boiler room. They did not have many, much only, money for location. There's only two places in town, it would seem. Three places. There's also a courthouse. Is it on Elm Street? Probably. <laughs> Just down the other end. Yeah. How big is this town? Springwood is never really established well in any of the movies, except for one that we have not watched yet. And when they establish the town, you're like, mm, I kind of wish you hadn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Blocker arrives at, at the boiler room as well. Freddie taunts the parents and then they corner him. You think you was going to get rid of me? <laughs> A parent named Deeks points a shotgun at Freddy, but Blocker stops him by pointing his gun at that parent's head. All of you want to be on the same level as this piece of dirt? Doc, look at you. You're a dentist, not an executioner. I got a right to remain at large, cop. I got a right to remain silent. Jim, <laughs> are you listening? I'm taking him in clean and legal. Anybody who wants to get in my way can come along. In handcuffs. Freddy tells Blocker that he has you pretty little girls. girls. Shut up! We, uh, we got interrupted before I could get to know him. They'll like me a lot better next time. Next time? Let me kill him. I am forever. And that's enough for Blocker. <laughs> it's not a big transition. No. No, it's not. He's like, I'm going to threaten one of these parents with a gun to stop them killing Freddy, and then I'm going to 
Kill Freddy. Kill Freddy. The law is the law, but tonight the law is on vacation. I, I, actually, I want, that, I want that on a T-shirt. That that was the only good line in this, in this show. He grabs a fuel can and douses Freddy, who's encouraging him with positive reinforcements. So Come on. I guess Freddy knew that he was going to become this immortal being. Should yeah. they kill him? Dream demon. How yeah. the fuck Maybe did this, he's how made did some sort work? of deal. I think he's made some sort of deal with a witch. It, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly like it's not been revealed within this. Within the. Within the. What the fuck is the it, word? It will yes. be revealed. In ter- in like in, in some movies. movies, it will how be revealed. He became in the this dream demon. Yes. Oh, oh really? It is revealed. Right. Do I know? It is terrible. Is, is it bad? Okay. Yeah. I'd rather burn up than fade away. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, that, wh- is that from something else? I'd rather yeah. burn out than fade away, yeah. It's an what? adaptation of a quote by a, it's a rock musician. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who. Uh, good content. Uh, Blocker <laughs> lights him up and then Freddy screams, I'm free, I'm free. It's a pretty good stunt burn. The stunt burn is okay. Yeah. Blocker then tells the parents, hey, we all did this together. <laughs> I didn't do it on my own. Like, you couldn't just shoot the guy. You're like, Diggs, I'm going to set him on fire. Diggs practically says, uh, I don't know. I was only here to use harsh language. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're an angry mob. We're, we're not a murderous mob, man. <laughs> Diggs actually tells him that, that he did the only thing a man could do in this situation. But we then, we then hear on the soundtrack a reprise of Lisa saying that killing him will only make it worse. Later, Freddy is back. Extra thin and crispy the way I like it. <laughs> I didn't mind that. That was that, 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 that was sponsored by Pizza Hut. Yeah, that was then. This is now. He cuts himself open, and uh, goo pours out. It's clear liquid. It's not blood, <laughs> because this is for television for the children that love Freddy. <laughs> and Springwood's nightmares are just beginning, and we get another ad break. They sure work hard, don't they, Bonnie? Yeah. I hate to see them work so hard. Yeah, me too. Um, let's go around back where we can't see him. Gee, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay. How's about taking a nap? I, I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Filter blend makes the big taste difference, and only Winston has it up front where it counts. Here. Ahead of the pure white filter, Winston packs rich tobacco specially selected and specially processed for good flavor in filter smoking. Yeah, Barney, Winston tastes good like a cigarette chug. The pacing of this is so weird. It's television. I, no, I know. It's just, yeah. I think that you were forgetting how bad network television was in the, in the 80s. Well, you weren't there for it. I, wa- I wasn't there. Television was a, is a different thing. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know Television I bring it up, is so different now. I know I bring it up a lot and I know that I know that mostly it's a joke, but Twin Peaks, drink, really did change television. Network television being more serialized. Yeah. The only thing that was really serialized that was on television was soap operas. Yeah. And this was something that was se- serious that was serialized. So television was just different back then and continuity didn't matter. Then, then HBO came in and made shit like The Sopranos and stuff like that. Well, that's not until the 2000s, man. I know. In a dream, 
We see the nightmare house. We see Nancy's house. The front of Nancy's house. A postman drops off something in front of in front of it and rings the doorbell. And is that the correct Nancy's house? It's a tiny set. <laughs> okay. You can tell. It's, it's like a miniature it's house. It's shot so tightly because they have the door and like some arches and a win- and a window. Right. It's a tiny set. It's not even it's probably not even a set from the from one of the movies. They probably just built themselves this tiny little tiny version. little version of it. They probably needed it for I think I they didn't probably notice. It. Did it have a red door or a blue door? It's got a red door. They probably use it for um, intros for the hosting sections as well. Oh, because yeah. Because they have like a what is clearly like a permanent set for him to be standing in and being creepy. Yeah. Yep. Um, and as I said, he only worked, aside from episodes he was in, he only worked two or three days on the whole series where he did all of his hosting for every <laughs> single episode for like the whole season. Blocker gets up and goes to the door. There's a red and green striped present. He shakes it. Freddy's glove pops out and attacks him. And then when he wakes up, we find out he's been having bad dreams ever since that night. (laughs) Sarah tells him they didn't kill a person, just some mindless evil thing. The nightmare is over. He can handle a few bad dreams. I don't think he can. Did anyone actually like the actor playing Blocker that much. Oh, no, he's terrible. You will notice that I have not introduced, normally, when we do <laughs> yeah, an episode, we introduce the actors. I would yeah. talk about like, oh, he, this person was in this thing and she yeah. was in this. Nobody in this fucking episode was in anything other than like bit parts on television. Right. I don't even know the names of these people. <laughs> I don't care. Now, except for the one in Baywatch. Except for the, yeah, I mean, I know those twins. <laughs> I used to love Baywatch. Looking in the mirror, I wonder why. Looking in the mirror, Blocker has scratches down his face. Tiny little dainty little scratches yep. down his yeah. face. Delicate scratches. He drops his daughters off at school. Merritt's still acting off. As Lisa gets out of the car, Merritt turns to her father and starts reciting the rhyme. One, two, I'm coming for you. Come on, Merritt. That was the only creepy moment in this in this show. Yeah, the way and that she turned into, like, they're yeah. clearly using a wide-angle lens, yeah. and the way that she turned into that close-up was actually pretty effective. Yeah. Toby um, Hooper doesn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of respect for Toby Hooper. I don't think he had a lot of stuff to work with. Yeah. Um, Resources being one of them. Yeah. At work, Blocker opens a letter, and there's a little love note from Freddie in there. Oh. I'm burning in hell. Wish you were here. <laughs> It goes up in flame. It is so clear that when he is holding it that it is made of flash paper. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? Do you, know, do you know what flash paper is? Yeah. It's, it's Magi- you- magician paper. Yeah. It basically friction causes it to... to so when a... When a is that how that oh, works? Yeah, sorry, breaking the illusion. When a magician creates a fireball, they're using a thing called flash paper, which is basically just paper that has... That when you apply static energy to it, it catches catches light and burns really, really quickly. I didn't know that. So I'm curious looking at her like I just... Ruined Christmas. Yeah. I did not know about... <laughs> flash paper. paper. The flash paper. The note is clearly written on flash paper. Yeah, it's, it, How it do you look, write on flash thin. paper without setting it on fire? Oh, that's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> question. This is a prop guy in a room. This is like the 700th time I've ever write this note. It's like, fuck, don't come near me. It's my last sheet. <laughs> Uh, quick aside, do you guys remember that show in probably the 90s or 2000s where the magician would, like, reveal all the secrets? Yeah, we had the mask on. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can watch all that on YouTube. No matter how you slice it, this death-defying escape is on the cutting edge. The secret is simple and very deceptive. Magic's biggest secrets finally revealed. Monday at 9, 8 central on My Network TV. 
I always wonder whether it was real or whether it was actually bullshitting about the real. No, a lot of that it. stuff was how they really is how they really did it. Yeah, I used to watch that show. What if you really pissed people off by doing that? Yeah, it did. Apparently, he had to be masked. <laughs> so we didn't know his identity, so the magi- magicians wouldn't get a former mob would come after him. I'm sure that people would be like, "Hey, who who shot? Who, who was a magician?" And the producer would be like, "Oh, it's Dave." Yeah, it's Dave. Oh, Dave the magician. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gene comes in and tells uh, Blocker that the FBI is coming to town. They think that they can link Freddy to murders all over the state and that their trouble is over. Blocker admits to Gene what he did. And Gene's like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody. You did the right thing. Uh, (laughs) And then when Blocker's worried that somebody's going to crack and the mob is going to crack, Gene's like, well, I can go get rid of the body for you. He's he's an excellent deputy. Very helpful. Excellent deputy, yeah. Blocker has a run in with Freddy's ice cream van where they play chicken and then he crashes into a tree and breaks a tooth, breaks Chekhov's tooth. <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then on the radio, Gene tells him that a body was discovered at the power plant, but he can't be Kruger because he took care of that. We just said over an open radio. <laughs> And, like, did they just leave the body there originally? Didn't think of yeah. that either. Yes, they left the body there originally. Is this a working power plant? It looks like it's a working power plant. It's an abandoned power plant in the uh, in the uh, right. context of the... He's the custodian at the power plant. Right. The, yeah, Freddie's usually meant to be a janitor or a custodian at the yeah. power plant, yeah. which is where he has his boiler room. That night, they go to a salvage yard. Hey, hey, it's the salvage yard from, they, from Nightmare 3. At least they kept that continuity. <laughs> well, they're trying, and James went to where James hid Kruger's body, but the body is gone, and there are slashes all over the inside of the trunk of the car. And they so welded it shut. The guy who, not Booker, the other one. Gene. Gene. He is essentially Nancy's dad. He is in the Nancy's dad's role, yeah. Why wouldn't you just make that I don't know. Nancy's dad. I don't know why you wouldn't. It doesn't just, have to be the same actor. Just call him Thompson just and you're good. Just call him Lieutenant Thompson, yeah. It would also make it more make more sense of him being so helpful without it just being like, oh, this guy's fine. With 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 what we've done, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna do the, if you're gonna do, it's gonna be adults. You could keep the twin girls. You can make it so they have a little best friend that's called Nancy, that mm. is Lieutenant Thompson's daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you could just easily kind of tie it in, but they just don't bother. They just have. Well, you no don't even need to have her because of the age difference that they've situated. Well, you also here. cast actual children. Yeah, you could cast of twenty-five for five-year-old women who could star yeah. on Baywatch. Yeah, so if they're teenagers and Nancy would have been a little kid, then you don't even have to have Nancy. You just make off the cuff comments about some of the adults in the mob and make them the right names to be connected to the people in the movies and being as a character who does all of the things that Thompson did. But come on, Nightmare on Elstree doesn't have continuity within its own movies, so. Yeah, but it's right there. It's so easy. Yeah. At the boiler room, which is now a crime scene, <laughs> they catch up with the dentist who was part of the mob. It's important that he's there. Uh, Blocker <laughs> wants to have a murderous mob all hands meeting tomorrow at his office and we find out that the body was Deke's his chest was slashed. Later, Blocker will be like, well, maybe you just had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) The dentist dentist takes a slug from a flask, hands it to Blocker, and when he takes a hit, um, his mouth hurts, and the dentist says, What's the matter? Tooth problem? Come on by the office tomorrow. I'll take care of it. He's very amenable, this doctor. (laughs) This dentist, yeah. Dentist. Well, the... Dentists or doctors, Doc- Ken? Come yeah. on. Okay, sure. Denigrating dentists. Uh-huh. Blocker's really starting to lose it. He's popping pills. He tells his wife that's all coming apart. She tells him that he's not a murderer. Everyone keeps telling him he's not a murderer. 
You didn't do a murder. But yeah, you did. Yeah. Really well, she tries to calm him down by making a move, but his tooth hurts. <laughs> such a weird... Uh, it's oh, an odd I, choice. Is, and, it, is and it the then, equivalent of I've got a headache? Or yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And then he has a nightmare about being walked to the electric chair where his daughters are waiting for him. Oh, yeah. And we get another ad break. I can't type. I don't take dictation. I won't sharpen pencil. I can't file. My boss calls me indispensable. Miss Jones. Just a minute. Will you make a copy of this? Naturally. I push the button on the Xerox 914. I make perfect copies of whatever my boss needs by just turning a knob and pushing a button. Anything he can see, I can copy in black and white on ordinary paper. And am I fast? I can make seven copies in a minute. By the way, I never need wet chemicals. My 914 is a dry machine, powder dry. Sometimes my boss asks me which is the original, and sometimes I don't know. Here, Mr. Smith, I'm going to lunch with Mother. <laughs> the next morning at breakfast, he knows what's real. He screams at Merritt to leave him alone. <laughs> Lisa asks if he's all right. I'm just having a little trouble these days. Lisa then tells her father that Merritt talks in her sleep. She talks about it, Daddy. She talks? In her sleep, when she can sleep. What does she say? Mostly she says his name over and over. You told me you killed him. told me you killed him. Daddy! Who told you? Who have you been talking to in this town? No one, Daddy, really! Answer me! Freddy, he's back in my dreams and yours. I'll get it. Are the girls meant to know for sure that he did it? Like, do I they, guess so. Do they, did he, because maybe he should have not told them. Hmm. They leave and Blocker tells Sarah that they need to leave town. They're going back to New York. They're going to lock themselves inside. Everything will be fine. <laughs> I'm going to go to my secret murder club. And then when I get back, we're all leaving because Freddy has poisoned this place. <laughs> it works. I totally I totally think this plan of action works. Mm-hmm. It is the, it is the um, you know, the, uh, the house is haunted. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but they probably should have done that, you know, when there was a murderer on the loose in that small town that they had moved to to get away from crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blocker goes to the dentist's office. Oh, to, no. To pick up the dentist. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He has to pick up the dentist. You ready to go? Yeah. Here, Black, just let me have another look at the tooth. No, no, we don't have time. It's just a temporary seal. Five minutes and we're out of here. I've never heard a dentist say this will just take five minutes. Blocker goes and sits in the dentist's chair. Jean comes in. Oh, Sarah called me. You're thinking about leaving town? Why would you want to leave? What are you talking about? Leaving town? Quitting? No use anymore, Gene. As soon as the feds show up, I'm dead. Feds? Who said anything about the feds? Who said anything about the feds? What, are you playing with me? You did. You, you told me yesterday the FBI's coming in to nail Kruger. Take it easy, Tim. I, I hid the body just like you said. Everything's fine. Kruger's body is gone. Were you so... We opened the trunk. Yes, I saw. I saw the trunk welded shut. That body is going nowhere. I'm losing it, Gene. I'm losing it. 
Take it easy, Tim. You're just stressed out. Everything is fine. They'll forget about it in two weeks. This is all behind you, Tim. Relax. Okay, buddy? Next year in good hands. I'll check you later. What FBI? No, no, no. The trunk was welded shut. Everything's fine. Bye. This is such a weird. Like I, I don't mind. I don't mind the oh, before it was a dream sort of thing. Yeah. Like that that confusion stuff. I'm like, okay, you're trying to play into the the, the Freddy's the, fucking with his head. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to play with the Freddy's fucking with it. It just didn't land very well. It became a little bit confusing about yeah. which bit was supposed to have been real and which bit, like which bit happened and which bit didn't. Like when when you have the Freddy's fucking with you, you got to have kind of a revelation as an audience. You got to have like a oh, and it, it'd be like suddenly it's dropping that the all these things of but which this bit, it's just yeah. but this just kind of got like oh what oh that was kind of pointless then. <laughs> the dental assistant gives him some gas to relax him <laughs> as he drifts off to sleep. He sees her in her underwear and then he's like, I can see through your, this gas made it so I can see through your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> she injects him with sodium pentanol. And Isn't has that him, truth serum? Yeah, it's truth serum. Did they just fuck up what? Like no, was- I think that they're just fucking around at this point. Right. I think they're just, yeah. And then ask him to count back from 10. As he gets to one, we hear. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. I think that might be the only time that we've heard Freddy say that. Yeah. Which is fun. What, in ever? Yep. Oh. He pops up with drill hands. He's got a drill hand glove. One of them utility Swiss Army gloves of his. <laughs> oh, those teeth. I'm afraid they'll all have to go. You tell Freddy when it doesn't hurt. And then he proceeds to drill him. It's all off screen. But then he says, Now there's a smile every mother can love. And then back in the real world, Blockers had a reaction to the gas and died. Is that what they say? He had a reaction to the gas? He's like, he just, yeah, he had, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's what they think happened. That's what they think. And then, uh. Oh, it must be like the guy who had a heart attack with slashes. With slashes, slashes, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then Freddy closes the door on the scene, which is fun. (laughs) Sweet dream. Who's next? You? Or maybe you? <laughs> or how about one of you? <laughs> I like that. And then on the VHS touch. that we watched, the voiceover comes on and tells us to stay tuned for more spine-chilling entertainment. Stop. Don't leave your TV unattended. Your favorite nightmare, Freddy Krueger, will return with another spine-chilling, blood-curdling nightmare for your entertainment. For the episode Killer's Instinct, which is not how it originally aired. How it originally aired is that that was the outro and then credits played, but but we're watching the VHS version. And that is No More Mr. Nice Guy, the first episode of Freddy's Nightmares, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the series. Which, by the way... In the press kit for the show, yes, I read the original press kit. Mm-hmm. That's how you were to refer to it when you review it. You had to use the whole title. Killers, in Killer Instinct, a high school track star who's lost her competitive edge experiences the thrill of victory and the painful agony of defeat when her coach provides her with a talisman to help her not only visualize winning, but focus on the gruesome destruction of her opponents as well. Oh, that, yep. that, that actually doesn't sound half bad. Yeah. 
So yeah, so uh, going on the rest of the show follows that anthology format with two stories per episode. In the second episode, they did quite a lot of sequel episodes to previous episodes. Uh, so where people come back, like you uh, early on in the season, there's an episode where something bad happens to somebody and you, then we catch up with that person three or four episodes later in the second story right. of, the, of the next. Yeah, I so don't hate that. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. And then um, episode seven is a sequel episode to this episode ah. to No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's called Sister's Keeper. These beautiful twins are very connected to a deadly presence. Freddy's there every time I close my eyes. I don't see him because I don't believe in him. But she's beginning to see the fright. My dream and he got you. So they trade places only to find twice the terror. Lisa. <laughs> on the next Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Nightmare. Where the twins. They come back. Are back, hunted by Freddy. And when he hurts one of them in their dreams, the other one is the one that gets wounded because of their psychic connection. I didn't hate that. Which is not a terrible idea. I don't hate that. It gets really strange with the girls pretending to be each other, both in the real world and the dream world, to get away from Freddy, but also because they're telling a lot of lies in their real life. It's a very strange episode. Okay, that just sounds confusing. And in the end, uh, Lisa is killed with her mother, Sarah, blaming the other twin, thinking the other twin did the murder. Oh. Right. right. So he's in some other ones as well. Are they also follow, continuing no, that story? No, he they just, just pops up in a story every so often. Every so often it happens to be Freddy that's the cause of whatever the person's problem is. Right. And much like Tales from the Crypt, a lot of famous faces show up in the show before they were anybody famous. So Brad Pitt is in <laughs> is in an early episode. Really? All right, yeah. then. That's great. Yeah, so is um, Laurie Petty. Uh, from Point Break and Tech Girl. Nice. Ah. Kyle Chandler, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Hey, he's in an Ice early episode. Loose. Yeah, Kira loves Coach. Uh. George Lazenby. What? James Bond in <laughs> Aussie James Bond oh, from look. <laughs> on Her Majesty's Secret <laughs> Service, which, uh, uh, fuck you all, it's my favorite James Bond movie. Is and, it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Really? And more importantly, he's the bad guy in the Australian uh, exploitation kung fu movie, The Man from Hong Kong. You love that some movie. Some of which was shot <laughs> Very close to us. And I really, need to, I really need to watch it. Yep. Uh, well, you can watch it on Broly. Australia, Broly. Broly, Australia's newest uh, streaming service. Broly. Yep. Like from, Umbrella. Yep, like Broly from Umbrella Entertainment. Uh, who are, that makes sense. Yep. So like they that. have a for free streaming service. It's kind of like Aussie Tubi. Oh, nice. And on there is a bunch of Australian, uh, Australian classics, including a lot of exploitation movies, and it only just launched. And normally I wouldn't give a plug, but I buy lots of stuff from, from uh, Umbrella Entertainment. They make really good box sets. Nice. So um, uh, you should go and watch that if you're in Australia. Nice. Would you watch more episodes of Freddy's Nightmare? I don't think I would watch all of them, but I'd be interested to see the, the sequel to this one, the episode seven or whatever you said it was. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see if it gets better. It doesn't. Okay. Look, it's it's pretty that's a low bar. I don't know. It's it's kind of entertaining. It's kind of entertaining how bad it is. I If the scripting was a little better, because I was cringe through the whole, like so much of it, I was just like, why did they say it? So like saying that? Michael Who wrote that? More Michael DeLuca and others. So saying that Michael DeLuca is maybe a better executive than he is screenwriter? Possibly. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Considering <laughs> the other movies that he's written. Yes, Yeah, I'd agree with that. But like in terms of like the themes and yeah, I, I, it wasn't yeah. too bad. I'd watch a bit more. Yeah. It is a shame that Brody didn't get to see it. I'm very curious about how he would have found it. <laughs> I think he would have loved it. I think he's intending to watch it so we can ask him next episode. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so we don't normally rate... <laughs> yeah, Kira just opened up her notebook, notebook and wrote and wrote rating, and I was like, "We don't really rate TV shows." Are we not rating it? We can rate it if you want to rate it. I mean, but I we wrote don't ratings normally. in my notebook. Okay, the way that we the way that we rate 
TV shows and movies is that uh, is on a five star scale with one being I hated this, two being I did not like this at all, two and a half being I like parts of it, it was fine, three being I liked it, four being I loved it, and five being this is one of my favorite things of all time. I'm a two. <laughs> you, did not, you did not like this? No, isn't this parts of it was fine? No, two and a half would be parts of it. Uh, I'll go two and a half. Yeah. Yep. My my rating might have been higher if I'd saw this in HD um, because because the craft because of the craft of it I didn't see yeah, a lot the of the lighting. craft yeah the lighting was good I'm not even saying the craft I'm just saying it's well lit I'm Sorry, gonna Karen. give Freddy's Nightmares a three ah. you liked it I liked it enough and it's Freddy interesting and I had a nice time interesting you, you've started from a higher bar and gone from there haven't you yeah that and I was having a bad day when I was watching it and it, and it, it perked me up some up. so so it gives give I give it. I give it props for that. Bit of pepper to cure a step. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm a two and a half. Yeah, I like the craft. And that's probably probably about it. I like Robert England in it. So I like parts of it, but I don't like the, the rest of it. Listen to Blocker. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Now we rate TV. Well, just this one. Just this one. Because it's, it's part of an ongoing series. And it's a, you know, hybrid. Hybrid TV corner. We don't normally go through the show, show shot by shot. Yeah, we kind of did. We kind of didn't. Miami Vice, we went through in a little bit more detail. True. Next episode is a homework club, but then the one after that. It's Christmas. We need to pick a movie. The way that we pick movies is that Kira and Brody alternate, taking turns, picking some three choices that I prepared. But this is our last regular episode of the season. So they don't get to pick. I get to pick because I pick the Christmas movie. Nice. If he's picked Gremlins again, Um. I'm going to... Get what? my son to punch him in the face. You're going to be upset? We did Gremlins? it already. <laughs> we did Gremlins for Christmas last year. I know, but oh, Gremlins 2 isn't a Christmas movie, is it? it Gremlins 2 is not a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, yeah, it's the time of the year where I get to pick a Christmas movie, which is a good time. Cue in uh, unlicensed Christmas mu- music here. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Uh, you don't get to cue things. <laughs> you haven't been is, on the show long enough that you can get to cue things. The good thing is, uh. is that it's Christmas. I love Christmas. It's my favourite time of year, which means Kane's not allowed to screw us over and pick not a Christmas movie and call it a Christmas movie. Correct. I'm picking, this is 100% a Christmas movie. There is no doubt it is a Christmas movie. It is based on a Christmas classic. Nice. I'm curious. Me too. I have picked Richard Donner's, nope, no idea, Scrooged. From 1988. 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. You can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. Ah! He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Did you hear him? I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We've tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. <laughs> 
Jersey, you moron! It's ghosts he hates. I love that bit! I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You want to see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. How does everybody know this one? <laughs> Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day! See Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the chicks, but not with me. Starring Bill Murray. Oh, uh, wait. I think I've seen... I haven't seen this. I've seen the based, VHS when I went to the went to the video store. Based on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. <laughs> of course. Updated for the 80s. <laughs> Updated for the 80s. Bill Murray is back among the ghosts only this time. It's three against one. Hey, guys, remember he was in Ghostbusters? Please come see this movie. <laughs> is that? Oh, that's how it was marketed. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't come up with that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I am foreseeing. Let me let me hold my head, hold my third eye here. Uh, he's going to be like a like a Wall Street guy. Not Wall Street. Oh, okay, well, nice no, try. a financial, like a business. Not, no, uh, business, right. yeah. Right. Business, yeah. Yeah. Uh, TV guy, TV executive. <gasps> oh. Have I seen this? That could be interesting. You did see, yeah, you have seen it, but it was a long time ago, and I don't know how much you paid attention. <laughs> but it's a Christmas it's movie, a Christmas of course movie. you would I probably paid attention, yeah. but I don't, yeah, it feels familiar, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm just upset you didn't pick Jingle All The Way. Well, I, I like good movies, and I've never seen Jingle All The Way. <gasps> Arnold Schwarzenegger is so good at that. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I love Arnold. It's like the. Uh, it's probably the only Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I have not seen. Really? Yes. Maybe we should watch it this year for yeah. Christmas. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. I'm fine. So that's it. Uh, don't like, don't subscribe. Uh, come back next week for Homework Club. And then we are back in two weeks with Bill Murray in Scrooged. Yay, Christmas. And... One, two, three, coming for you. It's been doing that for for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> what at home? Like All the just, time. just 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 while Ken's napping, just I'm whispering into his ear. I'm an excellent creepy little girl. Follow us at Weird Kid Video. Yeah, do the thing. Okay, that's it. Bye. Bye. You should be doing your homework. I don't know what I can Hey, Junior. I got something you can really sink your teeth into. Holly Hall Dream Warriors, think you're brave enough to face Freddy? Well, now you can put your nightmare knowledge to the test and win money. You can win $250 a day. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-900-860-4FRED. And you can challenge Freddy Krueger in the ultimate trivia game. Hundreds of blood-curdling questions about all my films. Up lunch meat. Call now and challenge Freddy and his trivia game to win cash. Well, little piggy, I might not get you now, but I'll get you in A Nightmare on Elm Street 6. $2 the first minute, $1 each additional minute. Callers under 18, get your parents' permission before you dial. Mm, what a rush.